Welcome to the PBO Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Your host here, E. Vandervliet, with his trusted canine sidekick, Woody, where we bring you the news raw, unfiltered, and with no chaser. And we are back. Woody, how you doing? Woof. Did you have a good Thanksgiving, Woody? Woof. Woody had a wonderful Thanksgiving. He actually came to the party. Yes, there were more than 10 people. And no, police did knock on the door and we did not have to say, get a warrant. But Woody was there having a great time. Uh, absolutely charming dog walking around getting lots and lots of food. So he was in heaven. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving as well as much as Woody did. Now let's get into today's show. What I want to talk about today is I went into the the rabbit hole on these voting machine companies, specifically Dominion voting machine company here uh, that was used in this 2020 election, uh, went down the rabbit hill of Smartmatic, Sequoia, and none other than Eric Coomer. I'm going to talk about all of these on today's show and tie them in. There are a lot of ties here. And some, some of these ties um, are very suspect. So uh, this all started from that disastrous interview that Eric um, um, Sean of Fox News did with the Dominion lawyer. And if you recall, the Dominion lawyer, they were hired uh, because Dominion right now is just, they, they've got a crisis going on, a PR crisis, because right now everyone is looking at Dominion going, all right, you're at fault here. What did you do? What did you do? So did you, did you switch the votes? And so Eric Sean of Fox News just had this softball, in my opinion, just a disastrous disastrous interview. Uh, and it wasn't disastrous for the, the Dominion lawyer. No. It was disastrous for Fox News because it was a joke of an interview. Eric Sean uh, lobbed nothing but softball questions, no follow-up questions. For example, one of the things that the lawyer mentioned was that they're an American company. And uh, they said that we are an American company uh, here it goes. Steele said the Dominion is a nonpartisan American company and said the company is funded by American capitalists, not foreign actors. That's simply not true. Uh, they may have an offshoot or office here in America, and they do, but they are a Canadian company. And when Eric Sean asked if any foreign money was involved here and the lawyer said no, that's not true either because Dominion is a Canadian company. So it's highly unlikely that those monies didn't cross over. Now, I know the accounting tricks that they'll do to show you that they're not, but it was absolutely um, unconscionable, the, the uh, interview and Eric Sean and what he was asking, what he was not asking. And this is one that really stuck out to me. This one just got me thinking and said, wait a minute, something is off here. Uh, from the interview, Steele, who identified as a conservative Republican, which is BS, by the way, uh, said that Dominion would love to see any facts or evidence they have. Thus far, we have seen none. In fact, Steele said that in the 14 counties in Pennsylvania that use Dominion machines, President Trump won with 52% of the vote. Uh, he said that Dominion did not even have machines in some of the Wisconsin counties where the campaigns have complained of fraud. And that's fine. Maybe that's true. But I find it interesting that he said in the 14 counties in Pennsylvania that use Dominion machines, President Trump won 52% of the vote. Uh, I, 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 that's not true. Absol uh, I found the 14 counties. Uh, they are Armstrong, uh, was it Carbon, Clarion, Crawford, Daphne, Dauphin, uh, Delaware, Erie, Fayette, Fulton, Luzerne, Montgomery, Pike, Warren, and York. Uh, Trump won 800,444, 372,000 votes. 
That's how many votes Trump got in those 14 counties. Uh, Biden got 904,075. Biden actually won 52% of the votes, around 51.7%. Trump was 48.7%. So it's wiggle words on the Dominion guy, because again, read the statement. He said that in the 14 counties in Pennsylvania that use Dominion machines, President Trump won with 52% of the vote. Now, that's simply not true. Uh, Biden won with 52% of the vote. But what, is, but what I'm trying to find out and what is very difficult to find out is all those mail-in ballots, how did they get added in? So his wiggle room is he's probably trying to say of the ballots that were cast through Dominion machines. But he didn't say that, did he? See, he's trying to make it look as if those 14 counties went to Trump when they did not. So Dominion's being disingenuous. The lawyer's being disingenuous. Well, you know, with all due respect to lawyers, that's what a lot of lawyers do. But it is absolutely incorrect that Dominion um, uh, machines resulted in 50, Trump uh, or Trump won 52% of the vote. It's, it's not correct. In those 14 counties, Biden won 52% of the vote. And then at Dominion, of course, they had their website where the Dominion voting systems categorically denies false assertions about vote switching and software issues. Now, they've switched this up a couple of times. You know, you can go and use this thing called a Wayback Machine and go and find when companies change their information. And so they did. And last week, Dominion had on here and a bullet under uh, a sub bullet under the bullet number two, vote deletion, switching assertions are completely false. They had a sub bullet that said Dominion does not have the ability to re review votes in real time as they are submitted. They took that out. You know, I wonder why they took that out. And there's just a whole lot of other things in here that are just wrong. So let's go through Dominion. Let's go through Smartmatic because they're saying that they have nothing to do with Smartmatic. Um, it's not true. They have a lot to do with Smartmatic, actually. Now, no, Dominion is not owned by Smartmatic. Smartmatic does not own Dominion. That is correct. But some, Dominion purchased Sequoia. Sequoia Voting Systems in 2010. Now, Sequoia is interesting because Sequoia was purchased by Smartmatic in 2005. Smartmatic was started in 2000, around 2004, and there's a lot of issues with Smartmatic as to where their money came from. I'll get into that later, but Smartmatic's got all kind of ties to Venezuela. The three engineers that started are of Venezuelan, uh, uh, you know, they're from Venezuela. And they did have offices in Venezuela. They do have an office in Boca Raton. They want you to know that. But they do have offices in Venezuela. They did at least. And they were part of the Venezuelan election system from 2004 to 2017. And they claim in 2017, they parted ways with Venezuela because of voter irregularities. Yeah, if you go back and you look at the Venezuelan election, there's been a voter irregularity since uh, 2004. So for them to say they're parting ways in 2017 because of some voter irregularities, I'm not buying it. Uh, they maybe parted ways. There was a million. There was one election where uh, this is Maduro now, who's in charge of Venezuela, uh, where there was a million votes off. And I guess maybe the cheating was too much for them. I don't know. But I'm, I mean, it's just amazing. So anyway, in 2005. Smartmatic purchases 
Sequoia. Sequoia was an American company. It was owned by, I think, another foreign entity, but based out of California, and I think offices, wait for it, in Colorado and New York. There's a tie here I'll get to. And in 2007, apparently Sequoia uh, spun off with being purchased by its leadership and some private investors. So we don't know who they are. I couldn't find out who they are. There's no list of who those private investors are, but there are a lot of information that Smartmatic kept ties with Sequoia that the the licensing, the software was still owned by Smartmatic and Smartmatic still had a financial vested interest. And then in 2010, along comes the Justice Department, uh, Obama administration, and they force a sale of uh, part of ES and S. And I'm going to get into this in a little bit. And they basically said through an antitrust law um, um, investigation that this voting company in America, ES&S, needed to divest itself and sell their elections division or parts of their assets to another company, one being Dominion. Dominion at the time was a Canadian company. And Sequoia at the time had offices in Colorado and New York. And now Dominion is, those are the offices Dominion is using as saying they're an American company. So prior to all that, where was Dominion? That's the question. So let's dig into that. I found this article uh, from deathyccc.com. This guy who's, he uh, digs into this stuff. Uh, writes about this stuff and has put together a pretty solid blog of how this all came about. And I'm not going to get into how I sourced all this other than I got, I went to his website, just started reading and then started validating and verifying what he was saying. And there's a lot of information on the web. I'll have this link in my show notes. So you can go dig on this yourself because there's the layers here are unbelievable. I mean, the, the, the tentacles of these companies and these voting machines, and these are the people that we are paying to tabulate our votes for us. These are foreign actors in most parts, and um, some parts, progressive actors. That's right, progressive meaning far left wing. Let me get into Dominion. So here's an article uh, no, dated November 10th, 2020. And it's the shocking history of Dominion voting. Uh, since 2009, Dominion voting systems operated from 215 Spadia Avenue, Toronto, Canada. So they see what I mean already. The company is already misleading you by trying to tell you they're a nonpartisan U.S. company. Whenever they start using words like that, by the way, I'm a, we're a nonpartisan U.S.-based company, you got to start doubting it. Wait a minute, what's the opposite of that partisan, non-U.S.-based company? Well, that's what they are. They are a partisan, non-U.S.-based company. So Dominion Voting Systems is a Canadian company that is at issue with all this ballot switching right now. Uh, They were founded in 2003 with a mission to provide electronic voting systems friendly for progressives. Yeah, for progressives. Now, I can get into um, another thing, too, where they're – offices up in Canada is um, almost like an incubator of far left wing 
organizations. Like the Tide Foundation is in the same office building in Canada that they are in. Now, if you don't know what the Tide Foundation is, that's another offshoot of um, George Soros's. That's right, George Soros's name is in this of the Open Society. So Dominion is officed in the same building as a George Soros location. And in fact, there's a bunch of other left-wing um, outlets inside there. This is from Rebel News. Dominion Voting System shared office and incubator for radical left-wing organizations. These are the people that are tabulating our votes, ladies and gentlemen. After reporting, the Dominion Building System shared an office floor with the George Soros-affiliated Tides Foundation. Further investigations revealed more concerning associations between the Toronto-based elections vendor and other left-wing organizations. We spoke to building agents while posing as prospective tenants, and while undercover, we learned that the building where the supposedly impartial Dominion Building System operates is actually an incubator for social justice groups and causes. As it turns out, Dominion Voting shares a mailroom with not just the Tides Foundation, but also the Jantze, G-A-J-A-N-T-Z-E, Sustainalytics, a corporate governance, wa governance watchdog. Springtide Resources, a nonviolent crisis intervention and anti-domestic violence agency, which ended its programming in March 2020. AWID, a gender activist group. Teach for Canada, in Indigenous activist teachers and av communications a minority focused advertising agency the list goes on but the anchor tenant of the building remains dominion voting given this information how can anyone consider the election vendor to be impartial and neutral and i got to tell you that's where i am with this is if knowing this now how could a state like my state of Georgia not know this? How could they not do any kind of due diligence? Again, I often say, if I can find it, so can they. So here you have their parent company out of Canada, our, our voting tabulation machine company that we use in 28 states in the United States of America is home base is Toronto, Canada. It is not Denver, Colorado. They are, their home, their world headquarters is in Canada. That's, that should be the first thing that we start. But I got more. Don't worry. I got more. You're not going to believe some of this stuff. So they, they are a progressive company. So because of such partisanship, remember that nonpartisan piece? Total lie. Because of such partisanship, it, it languished with almost no customers for the next five to six years here it comes, until the Obama administration came to power. In 2010, the Obama administration confiscated electronic voting systems assets, software, intellectual property, manufacturing tools, customer base, etc., from two established American companies and gave them to Dominion. Now, when I say gave, they sold them to Dominion. Uh, at the same time, Dominion got some employees and assets from a foreign EBS company tied to, here's where the controversy keeps coming in, but it's true, Hugo Chavez. That is coming from Smartmatic. I'm going to get into that in a minute. And one of those employees, you may be seeing where this is going, uh, its software has been used by some 40% of the voters in the elections, mostly by 
Democrat-controlled states and election commissions, apparently no protections were put in place against ballot switching, deletion, or creation. According to Dominion's own website, its software was used in battleground states and the largest Democrat states, including Michigan, Georgia, Arizona, Nevada, New Mexico, Colorado, Arkansas, Utah, New Jersey, Canada, and New York. So here's Dominion. Going into the article, Dominion Early History. Dominion Voting System was founded in Canada in 2002-2003 with an openly progressive mission, as we talked about, to develop electronic voting software. So it's not clear what products or services the company had developed. It found almost no buyers until Obama was elected in 2008. In 2009, New York ordered a few dozen of its systems from it. Uh, in 2010, Obama's uh, DOJ, Holder and Mueller, took the EVS unit purchased from Diebold away from market leader ES&S and gave it to Dominion. This gift included the installed base of about 30% of the U.S. electronic voting systems. Let me say that again. This gift involved the installed base of about 30% of the U.S. electronics voting system, EVS market. Within two weeks, Dominion also acquired Sequoia, which was formerly spun from Smartmatic. But ties between these two companies remain. Smartmatic is a U.K.-based EVS vendor whose software was used by Chavez to win the Venezuelan referendum in 2004. Smartmatic's unit Sequoia faced troubles in the U.S. Those troubles quickly ended when, it was, when its assets were purchased by Dominion. Thus, the new Democratic Party created a pocket pet corporation uh, and gave it lion's share of the U.S. electronic voting system market. Dominion is ideolo ideologically aligned with the Democrat Party, owes it everything it has, dependent on it for most of its business and needs it in power to avoid prosecution for corruption. And it stops here by saying, or goes on, sounds like a conflict of interest. So Dominion was nothing until the Obama administration uh, <clears throat> made them, made ESA, ES and S sell its assets and they made them sell their assets to Dominion. So how Dominion went from nothing to everything in two weeks from the article. In September of 2009, ES and S acquired Premier without any objections from the Department of Justice. But in March 2010, the Obama's Department of Justice, Eric Holder, Robert Mueller, forced ES and S to sell Premier assets to Dominion, but to keep its liabilities in addition, ES&S was forced to license to Dominion some of its software in perpetuity and free of charge. The pretext for the DOJ action was antitrust. So the sale, this is how assets transferred to, was structured per the Department of Justice dated March 8, 2010. Washington, the Department of Justice announced today that it will require election systems and software ESNS to divest voting equipment systems assets it purchased in September of 2009 from Premier Election Solutions Inc. in order to restore competition. You hear that? In order to restore competition. Just wait for these numbers. Uh, the assets to be divested include the means to produce all versions of Premier hard Premier's hardware, software, and firmware used to record, tabulate, transmit, or report votes, including the Assure 1.2 system and a license to better serve disabled voters. The department said that today's settlement will restore competition in voting equipment systems in the United States. This is from our Department of Justice. 
right? They're, they basically took it from one company because of antitrust laws and sold it to another company for pennies on the dollars. And in some cases, they got stuff for free like the software and all that stuff, the malware. So from the article, in order to restore competition, sounds funny, because the same document also required ESNS to not compete against the buyer. And it said, with exceptions, the acquisition substantially reduced competition as it combined the two largest providers of system used to tally votes in federal, state, and local elections. In the United States, ESNS, Squire, a premier made ESNS the provider of more than 70% of the voting equipment systems in the United States. The department said that because the cash value of the deal between ESNS and Premier was $5 million, far below mandatory reporting thresholds, for mergers under the Hart-Scott-Rodino Antitrust Improvements Act in 1976, the department's investigation of the transactions did not begin until the companies had combined their assets and dismantled many of Premier's operating divisions. So you see this? So um, Obama administration steps in and is, has this antitrust uh, investigation lawsuit against uh, ES&S and basically says to them, hey, We'll drop all this investigation if you sell some of your assets. And so what did they do? They sold their assets and they told them who to sell them to. So Dominion got those assets. Now, prior to this all happening, um, here it goes. Dominion, uh, this is after the sale. Dominion announced the acquisition of the Diebold products on May 19th, 2010, and the acquisition of Sequoia voting assets on June 4th, 2010. Dominion also hired much of its personnel, pro probably retaining ties to extremely sketchy Smartmatic. Sequoia slash Smartmatic systems have been used in, Venice, in the Venezuela 2004 referendum, which Hugo Chavez won. Smartmatic is a British company with Hugo Chavez ties, headed by Lord Malik Brown. We talked about that on a previous show, and Lord Malik Brown sits on several of the boards of, Hugh, of uh, George Soros's foundations, one of them, of course, being the Open Society Foundations. He was the VP of Soros Quantum Fund and Vice Chair of Open Society. This is the guy who is the chairman of the board of Smartmatic. See, he's starting to see this ch these ties. So in 2008, 10, 2009, 2010, the government takes assets from ESNS, says you got to sell them or, you know, we're going we're gonna to tear you apart, basically, because that's what governments do. And then at the same, and then they told them they had to sell it to Dominion, right? This is a Canadian company at the time, the Canadian company that was very small. I'm not going to say they were struggling. It doesn't say that here. It just says they barely had any sales. They were tiny. And this is in 2009, 2010, also in 2010. Remember, March 19, 2010, uh, Dominion announced the acquisition of the Diabold products, which is what ESNS was that the Department of Justice under Obama made them sell to Dominion. And the acquisition of Sequoia voting assets in June 4th of 2010. So within months apart, this company, Diabold, went from nothing nothing, not Diebold, Dominion, went from nothing in the U.S. market for um, voting machines to 50% of the U.S. market. In August 2010, a rough breakdown of the electronic voting system market in the U.S. was 40% ESNS, 30% Diebold Premier, 20% Sequoia slash Smartmatic, 10% Heart Interactive, 0% Dominion Voting. 
Less than a year later, after the antitrust, quote unquote, actions of the Obama Department of Justice, it became 50% Dominion, 40% ESNS, and 10% Heart. So here's where we got. We have, we have it right now that Dominion is a leftist organization. You cannot claim otherwise. You can, but how do you justify them in an incubator office of a bunch of other hardcore leftist outlets and organizations? You can't. And then we've got the Obama administration uh, putting their ugly toe in this. Now you know it's tainted, right? So now you've got Dominion out of nowhere, is the largest electronic voting system in America. Now, software development. You know, all comp companies like this have developed software, right? So where do you think Dominion is developing, de developing its software? By the way, we're moving, we'll get back to Smartmatic. Smartmatic, there's some connections still. But Dominion software is developed, has an office in Serbia. That's right. Dominion develops much of his software in Belgrade, Serbia. Russia is a close friend to Serbia. If, if not, it's only one. If anybody sincerely thought that, the, that Putin wanted to hack American elections, their first location of interest would be the offices of Dominion voting in Belgrade rather than the Trump Tower in New York. Now, this is an, an article that I found dated October 5th, 2016 um, from Computer World, or written by Patrick uh, Thibodeau. I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but he's the senior editor of Computer World. Here's the headline. One election system vendor uses developers in Serbia. Election system development is not Unlike other software development, that's the headline and the subheadline from the article. Voting machines are privately manufactured and developed, and as with many other IT systems, the code is typically proprietary. The use of proprietary systems in elections has its critics. One Silicon Valley group, the Open Source Election Technology Foundation, is pushing for an election system that shifts from proprietary vendor owned systems to one that is owned by the people of the United States. You know, that kind of makes sense. I mean, I'm not big on all this kind of government oversight and regulation and all this, but these are our elections. I mean, our elections should, our election should be sacrosanct. We should not have any questions to the integrity of our elections. And here, there are plenty. So we got this Dominion company out of Canada that grew exponentially overnight because the Obama, apart, uh, the Obama administration sold assets from another company to them because of an antitrust lawsuit. And they're developing the software that's used in the elections in our country in Serbia. And from, more from the article, but today election system makers can operate in much the same manner as any vendor to build code. That includes using overseas developers. One major election technology company, Dominion Voting Systems, develops its systems in the U.S. and Canada, but also has an office in Belgrade, Serbia. It was recently advertising openings for four senior software developers. Uh, like many of America's largest technology companies, which develop some of the software, their products in places like Asia, India, Ireland, and the Mideast, some of our software development is undertaken outside the U.S. and Canada, specifically in Serbia, where we have conducted operations for 10 years, the firm spokesman Chris Riggle uh, said in an email. 
Chris Riggle. Why is that name familiar? I need to look that up. Hmm. Uh, Dominion said it takes measures to ensure the accuracy, integrity, and security of the software we created our product. So this was an article out of 2016, right? So what else happened in 2016? You know, that's, it just got me thinking, could it be, you know, there was an election. Yes, there was a big, big, big election in 2016. You guys probably remember it. It was a presidential election and it was pretty contentious, wasn't it? I mean, it wasn't as contentious as this one, but you know, here we go. Um, so it just turns out. So what else was going on in the 2016 around that time? Well, I pulled up the fact sheet, U.S.-Serbia relations, progress through partnerships. This is dated August 16, 2016. Vice President Joe Biden visited Belgrade on August 16 to celebrate and reaffirm the United States' strong bilateral relationships, our continued commitment to Serbia's democratic and economic development, and our shared goal of European Union membership for Serbia. So the article talks about their partnerships and security, partnerships and development, where we're giving them a lot of money to help them develop their economy. In fact, $728 million to be exact. And there's, there's partnerships and business it talks about, partners and justice. So here's old Joe in 2016, late 2016, Gee, it looks like, uh, you know, right before an election, August 16th, is in Serbia where Dominion develops software for election machines used in America. So Dominion didn't have as large of a footprint, by the way, in 2016 in our election system as they do now. They, they, I think they were in 16 states back then, and they are 28 states now. So it's just kind of curious, isn't it? It's just just on i don't know does it doesn't there doesn't pass the smell test for me at least and then there's another article that i saw where um john brennan you remember him right former cia director for uh barack obama yeah yeah we all know that guy right anyway turns out about the same time that biden is in uh, Serbia on a diplomatic mission, I'm sure. Uh, turns out John Brennan was traveling around the area on a fake passport. Yeah, that, that doesn't, um, that's not curious at all, is it? I mean, these things happen all the time. We don't, pff, come on, nothing happened. I'm sure, I'm sure that Brennan was just, you know, visiting family members and such and just wanted to keep a low profile head of the CIA and all traveling around the Balkans on a fake passport. Um, so there you go. You got Dominion uh, purchases Sequoia 2010. They get all those assets from uh, ES&S in 2010. The next thing you know, they're, they're just huge. And um, what else did they get in uh, Sequoia? They purchased Sequoia. Um, you know, and Sequoia was purchased by Smartmatic in 2005. 2007, they spun off. Allegedly, the management purchased them. In 2010, Dominion purchased them. And it's Dominion got the furniture. And what was included, or should I say who, was included in the furniture. None other than Eric Coomer. You remember him? 
Eric Coomer's the guy, I reported on him, he's the guy that allegedly on an Antifa phone call uh, said that uh, he's made sure that Trump's going to win the election. And he used more colorful language than obviously I'm using right here. But we also know from his Facebook page, he had all kind of anti-Trump things. I mean, he is a frothing the mouth, hardcore Orange man, bad leftist. I mean, hardcore. He is the VP of security. Uh, let's see. He is the director of product strategy and security for Dominion Voting Software. So listen to this. Eric, because he's, you know, we call him Eric here on the PBL podcast. Eric entered the elections. In the, this is, by the way, this is from his bio for his speaking gig. So I, I'm reading this from what he what he put up. This is his own writings for his little blurb if you want to bring him on as a speaker. And I guess if you want to have him bash Republicans and conservatives, he's your guy. From his little blurb, uh, it's from bigmaker.com. They, so that's, I guess, the outlet he uses to book his speaking gives to go out there and bash conservatives. I'm sure. Eric Coomer, Director of Product Strategy and security, Dominion Voting Systems. Eric entered the elections industry in 2005 as chief software architect at, wait for it, Sequoia Voting Systems. <laughs> That's right. He joined Dominion in 2010 as vice president of U.S. engineering, overseeing development and later named director of product strategy and security to drive the creation of next generation products while focused on the changing landscapes of cybersecurity threats and responses. Eric graduated from the University of California, Berkeley, of course, Berkeley. He's got a PhD in nuclear physics. So the guy at the heart of all of this is Eric Coomer, who came with the furniture when Dominion bought Sequoia, who worked at Sequoia when Sequoia was owned by none other than Smartmatic. Yep. Is it all starting to make sense now? Can you believe any of this stuff? I mean, any of this? So, I mean, uh, it's, it's getting to the point, ladies and gentlemen, where I smell a rat. Now, Dominion also, this is to give you an insight of who Dominion are. They were, they were started in 2003, 2002 is what it said here. But here's a little blurb that I pulled up from something called Access Wire. The date is August 10th, 2017. The headline is the, the title, Voting Technology Companies in the U.S., Their Histories and Present Contributions. So let's see what they say about Dominion. Dominion voting's history roots back to 1895 with the invention of the direct recording lever machines in New York by a company known as AVM Company. Dominion Voting Systems is a Canadian company officially founded in the year 2000 with its headquarters in Denver, Colorado. It's, it's a headquarters in Denver, Colorado. It's a Canadian company. You, you put that math together. Its founders and president and CEO, John Pelosos and James Hoover, the company has been a part of technological innovation throughout history with notable benchmarks such as the first Dominion Internet voting customary, customer in Canada in 2006. Anyway, it, it, from the very beginning, they lie. It states here, history roots back to 1895. Theirs does not. Dominion's history does not. They purchased Sequoia. Sequoia's history does. Now, one can make the argument, since they purchased Sequoia, they purchased Sequoia's history. But Dominion's voting history does not date back to 1895, and they did not 
uh, invent this direct recording lever machines that were used in New York. That was a company they purchased. So they're disingenuous right off the bat. It's a disingenuous company. But what do you expect from leftist uh, frothing at the mouth liberals? You, you just can't get any honesty out of them. This from an article dated December 6, 2017 from the Huff being in 10 posts. That's right from the post because here at the PPO podcast, we don't always just use right-leaning sources. We use their own sources against them, them being the left. It's exclusive. On the heels of Diebold slash Premier Purchase, Canadian e-voting firm Dominion also acquires Sequoia. <laughs> You're going to love the rest of the headline. This is their headline. Lies about Chavez's ties in announcement. In the announcement, Canadian-based <laughs> Dominion Voting System has quietly announced its second acquisition of a major U.S. voting machine company in as many months, and right out the gate, they've lied about it. Not an auspicious beginning for the company, which may now, virtually overnight, have become the dominant private e-vote voting machine company in this country. This from the Huffington Post, ladies and gentlemen, the Huffington Post, a bastion of left-wing thought and ideology. Here they are slamming this, and they are calling out Dominion for its lies to Hugo Chavez, or lies about its ties to Hugo Chavez. They, they do have ties. Now, spacious, they do. Spacious they may be, but they do. They have those ties through the purchase of Sequoia and the associates that they brought in from Sequoia, Eric Coomer, perfect example. Eric Coomer was with Sequoia since 2005. Smartmatic started in 2004, had been cheating in elections in Venezuela since 2004 to 2017. Eric Coomer worked for them. Eric Coomer helped develop the software and now works at Dominion. Starting to see this here? Now, in our recent breaking coverage detailing the SEC's fraud lawsuits filed against Diebold and a number of their top executives, including the former chief financial officer who, as we reported exclusively back in 2007, was a top earner for an apparent insider sell-off at the company just days before its stock. Of course, this is, you know, HuffPost, they don't like that kind of stuff, so they got to slam it anyway. They've got to, you know, make no mistake, the left hated Diebold. Because Diebold, if, if, you, if you were around back in the 2000 uh, debacle that was Bush v. Gore, those machines, uh, I think, were Diebold machines, but they were Diebold machines, and Diebold had some connection to some uh, conservative uh, politicians, et cetera, et cetera. Typical, typical, typical stuff. Just like we're talking about, Dominion has connections to the left, except in Diebold's case, it was that right politicians or right the investors invested in Diebold. In Dominion's case, they hobnob with the leftists. They office with the leftists, and they work with the leftists. In this case, Barack Obama. So, you know, you've got Dominion totally dishonest, totally, totally dishonest. In fact, I'm going see if I can find this real quick. I saw one, that, one um, announcement that D Dominion did when they purchased the assets from ES&S and the press release they did when they purchased um, uh, Sequoia, at the bottom, it had the About Dominion Voting System. This is the one in their purchase for assets uh, of Sequoia Voting System in the About Dominion Voting Systems, headquartered in Denver, Colorado, with offices in Toronto, Canada, New York, and California. 
And now I'm not going to read anymore because this is where they are inconsistent. In another press release, when they purchased the ES and S assets, the um, announcement had headquartered in Canada. And here it is. This is May 19, 2010. Dominion Voting Systems Inc. acquires premier election solutions and assets in ESS and about Dominion Voting Systems headquartered in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, with offices in New York, Colorado, and California. So you see what they did here? Two press releases, just a few months apart. One of them has them headquartered in America. The other has them headquartered in Canada. See, you want to talk about a disingenuous company? This is a disingenuous company. They're manipulating the, the narrative. And so now we fast forward to today. We've got this Eric Coomer guy. I reported this last week, uh, was working here with Georgia because Georgia had a software glitch. Now, there's two things you're going to hear from uh, about a software glitch in Georgia. On Dominion's website, they address a software glitch in Georgia, and they address that they, uh, it wasn't, uh, let me see if I can find it. They basically said it wasn't that big of a deal. It was that didn't happen that... Um, here we go. Oh, here we go. So it's number nine. They're both number nine. No unauthorized or last minute software updates occurred. It addresses Georgia. Both Spalding County and the Georgia Secretary of State have verified that A, this type of unauthorized update is impossible, and B, the actual logs from equipment under the custody of the county determined an update did not happen the night before. So there's a story out there that Dominion upgraded the software in Georgia. And they're using what is coming out of Spalding County. And by the way, Spalding County went for Trump. So they're going to use that as well. But here's the, another story that perked up from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, a news, local newspaper here in Atlanta. On September 28th of 2010, there was some issues with the voting system here in Georgia from Dominion where for the, the Senate race, it didn't show all the candidates. So what did they do? Well, on a conference call with one Eric Coomer, he mentioned that uh, they're going to do a software fix to fix the problem. And now the problem is no one knows what that software update was, was in it. There was, they didn't recertify the machines. When some had challenged, shouldn't we recertify the machines? Eric Coomer says, no, no, this is just a small thing. It doesn't require recertification. But think about that. Prior to any votes being cast in the state of Georgia, the company, Dominion, did a software update of some sort on the machines. They sent out USB drives. Remember Dominion saying that, you know, they don't, there are no USB drives? Mm -hmm. Oh, there's no accessible USB drives. That was their wiggle room. Anyway, they did it. Eric Coomer admitted they did it. Eric Coomer said it's no big deal. He's a frothing left-wing lunatic, PhD. He hates the president. The state of georgia has been a target for the left for years they've been claiming this is a purple state for years and this may be their opportunity so look what we have here this is i mean it's all is it all starting to make sense does it does it all tie together I'll, I'll, let me wrap it up here and pull it together so in 2004 smartmatic is created out of a company out of venezuela that's right you didn't know that part too oh yeah 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 this some company out of uh they they were branched out of another company in venezuela and they incorporated into the company they are now or the company they were smartmatic um and i'm looking for that 
story as well. I was reading that just a little bit earlier. So, but I'll, you know, maybe in another episode, we'll get into that. But anyway, uh, so Smartmatic comes out in 2004. And their first client, their primary client, is none other than the government of Venezuela. Hugo Chavez hires them to facilitate the voting in um, <clears throat> Venezuela. And so Smartmatic is born. So Smartmatic in 2004, they start doing what they do. And then in 2005, Eric Coomer, he comes, they, they purchase Sequoia. Uh, I don't know if Eric Coomer is hired before or after they purchased Sequoia, but around the same time in the same year, Eric Coomer comes on with Sequoia. Uh, Sequoia is then sold to itself. In 2007, the articles that I've read has the management, along with some other investors that are not named, uh, now own Sequoia. And then in 2010, Dominion System buys Sequoia, all its assets, including its people. Also in 2010, Dominion is given the assets of ES&S to break it up. The Obama's Department of Justice breaks them up through antitrust laws. And the next thing you know, in 2010, boom, Dominion is the largest voting machine company in America. And in 2016, we've, we see this article, we see that they're doing software development in Serbia. Biden visits in Serbia. Brennan is in and around the area under a fake passport. And then Hillary Clinton barely loses the election. And was this the Obama administration's involvement? Is the Obama, is Barack Obama himself the man behind all of this? His tentacles are in this. <clears throat> I know it's a stretch. I know. I know. But there's more to come. You just wait and see. There's going to be more to come. We did have the lawsuit filed by Sidney Powell in Georgia as well as Michigan. I'll get into that on another show. We, if you, uh, you for those of you paying attention, there are a lot of you that either watch or listen to this. We had that hearing in Pennsylvania with the Republican legislators, and a lot came out of that. And that was an amazing hearing. I'm going to get into that in another segment of the show, too. Today was just all about Dominion, and you could see how just off this company is. There's something terribly, terribly wrong here. One is they are a far left-wing organization, and they employ far left-wing people. Now, this lawyer that they hired apparently worked for John Boehner, apparently worked for Jeb Bush, and now we're supposed to know that they, you know, he's a conservative. He told you so. But look at the conservative he aligns himself with. And we also hear in his, in his interview, with that just horrendous interview with Eric Sean of Fox News, it's no wonder their ratings are crashing because of that interview with uh, Eric Sean of Fox News. We learn the, they're really not genuine with the American people. Is it a surprise that they agreed to meet with the legislatures of Pennsylvania and then pulled out at the 11th hour? No, it's not. Because there are a lot of questions that keep coming up. And why, why is not our mainstream media asking these questions? Why did they not bring up Eric Coomer? Now, you can dismiss the alleged phone call with Antifa. You can dismiss that outright. But you can't dismiss what was found on his Facebook page by people where he had a 
bunch of anti-Trump rhetoric on his Facebook page. You cannot dismiss that. You cannot dismiss that he worked for Sequoia when Sequoia was owned by Smartmatic, came around on the same time that Smartmatic purchased Sequoia. You can't dismiss all of this. You can't dismiss that he stayed with the company throughout, rose up in some ranks, and uh, you can't dismiss what happened in Georgia where they did do a software upgrade and they did not recertify the machines. You can't dismiss all of this. You know, I don't know where this is all going to lead, where it's all going to end, but I can tell you one thing that needs to happen is we have a runoff election here January 5th in the state of Georgia. These machines should not be used. There are a lot of people both on the right and the left that are now saying, let's do a hand bat, let's do a hand count here. But you cannot dismiss that there's a problem with these machines. You cannot dismiss there's a problem with our election. You just can't do it. There are too many irregularities, and I'll tell you what, I'm going to get into those in a different segment too. In this segment, I want to tie in the whole Dominion Smartmatic connection because it runs deep, and it's there. I mean, if anything, Eric Coomer is that connection. Anyway, thank you for listening for the, this episode of the PBO Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Uh, Woody and I appreciate you more than we can ever say. We hope you had a wonderful holiday, and now... Let's get through this. We've got, by the way, uh, 15 days. I didn't bring this up. Let me bring this up and we'll end the show. The, you know, uh, the countdown is 15 days until the Electoral College meets. 15 days. We have now just a little over two weeks. So we, we had, uh, uh, we, I should say, the Trump administration had another case in Pennsylvania thrown out. And what that is is one step closer to the Supreme Court. That's where this is going. And it's going to have to happen fast because we got 15 days until the Electoral College meets. And in those 15 days, either states got to be flipped or states got to be tossed. Something's got to happen or the election is lost and Biden is going to be uh, certified as the president of the United States of America. And if you're listening to this show, you don't want that to happen. If you're watching this, you know, we've got a lot of leftists that watch the YouTube channel, not the Rumble channel. Uh, but if some of you are watching this. You do want that to happen. And you'll give me some nasty comments in the comment section. But most of us don't. Because if the Democrats get control of all levers of government, the three branches of government, you know, I mean, I'm going to do a show on that. Uh, because it, it's just unfathomable to think what they will do to our nation. We won't, and if this election is allowed to stand, we are simply a banana public. Again, thank you for listening to this episode of PBO Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Evander Vliet with trusted canine co-host Woody says, again, thank you. <laughs>